The Once and Future Nerd is independently produced. If you're enjoying the show and would like to support us, visit onceandfuturenerd.com support to find out how you can help. Listening to this show on an iOS device? Leave us a rating on iTunes, please. The Once and Future Nerd Book One, Princes of Jordan Chapter Nine, Darkness on the Edge of Town Episode Five Daddy, I could have sworn it was going to be McCreary. What are you doing here? In some ways, I've always been here. No, you haven't. You left. See, you know that whatever poison you drank had a bunch of... molecules that bonded to your spinal cord and crawled up your brain and connected all the wrong synapses. So now your brain's combining things you already know just in new ways. Like your dad knowing words like synapse. (laughs) You were so much better in school than I ever was. In other words, I can't tell you anything that part of you doesn't already know, which means everything you see of me is part of you. So in that way, I never left. Yeah, but in the way where I'm supposed to grow up with a dad, and where mom's supposed to raise me with a husband, you did leave. Are you going to try to tell me that deep down I was okay without you? Because I wasn't. No, I'm here to talk to you about the decision you've got to make. Why are you the person I need to talk to about that? You'll figure that out. And why are we here? You'll figure that out. Is that going to be your answer to everything? Am I on my own? Again? I really want to help you, honey, but first things first, you need to ask the right questions. Can we at least go somewhere else? Not yet. I'm sorry. Come on. I would if I could. It's out of my hands. That's convenient. You got every reason to hate me, honey. But we can't leave until you ask the right questions. Fine. What's this big decision I've got to make? You said it yourself to that boy you're seeing. Stay in your new world, see everything you can be, and lose who you were. Go back to your old one, stay safe, always know you could have been more. Hmm. Which one's the opposite of what you would have done? Your mom never told you why we split, did she? She said things weren't working out between you, and you decided you had to leave. And you were smart enough to know there was more to it than that. I mean, sure, but you still decided that whatever you had to figure out was more important than your wife and daughter. But part of you remembers that car accident, right? The doctors told me I was scared, so I blocked it out. Yeah, you didn't, though. You heard people whispering after. You remember the smell in the truck? Beer. Uh Uh-huh. But I mean it was probably left over from before. You weren't drinking at two in the afternoon before you had to pick me up. Think about it. You know I was. Jesus Christ, are you trying to make me hate you more? Why would you tell me that? Like I said, I'm trying to make you ready to decide what you want from your life. Why should I take advice from you? Wrong question. This is my coming-of-age hallucination or whatever. I should get to pick the questions. And I think that's a damn good question. 
It is, but it's not the question that'll help you now. Be more direct. What are you really trying to ask? What the hell is wrong with you? Getting tanked before you get in a car with your daughter? Well, your mom was supposed to pick you up that day, so I thought I had the afternoon to myself. And she called me from the hospital and said she just found out she had to work a double. I didn't want her to know I'd been drinking. Thought I was okay to drive. If that's true, then why didn't the police ever come around? You don't think your ma had friends at the hospital? Anyway, I think your ma always knew my drinking was a problem, but that wreck was when she realized I was a danger to you. So, she told me I had to leave. Why didn't you just stop drinking instead of leaving? Why don't you stop is always the wrong question to ask a drunk. Okay. Why'd you start? There you go. You know how Lackawanna is. And I'm sure as hell not a very smart man, but I think I was just a little too smart for that place. Not smart enough to get out, though. Why not? I could have maybe gotten to college, worked three jobs to put myself through, but when you're 18, marrying your sweetheart seems a lot more pleasant than all that. Your mom's the only thing I ever loved about that crap sack town. <laughs> Thought if I just had her, I could put up with the rest. Did mommy know you felt that way? I told her often enough, but by the time I realized I couldn't put up with the rest, your ma had already got with you. So this is my fault? Sweetheart, none of this, none of this is your fault. So when I started feeling like I was too smart for my own good, thought I'd make myself just a little dumber, and then I could be there like my family needed me to be. Oh God, is that why I get drunk too? So I can let myself be stupid for a while? It's nice, isn't it? You know, started out just Friday nights, cause screw it, work was over. Saturdays, because that's what everyone did. And I started having a few more, watching the game on Sunday, then Wednesday to get me over the hump, then you understand. So you're saying if I stay in Nepa, I'll be an alcoholic? I don't know the future. I know the past, and I know you. Can't one goddamn thing in my life be easy? Yeah, some things can. You could have any fella in Pennsylvania wrapped around your little finger. Thank Christ you got your ma's legs and not mine. <laughs> Keep that up until you get old and he gets bored. Or until you get bored and run off with some junky painter from the city or something. Just to prove to yourself you can still feel something. Jesus. Dark much? Hey, this is all coming from your own head, remember? It's not even really a choice, is it? You can try pretending you're someone you're not. But not forever. Do I have some time to think about it? Some. Not as much as you'd probably like. We've got a few more minutes, though. You want me to buy you some ice cream? Wait. Really? Outside Freehold, the unnatural darkness had reached the walls of the keep. In the darkness, a squad of orcs, dressed in black, with skin darkened by war paint, scaled the thick outer wall. Hidden by the Templar's artificial night, they were entirely undetected, until it was too late. 
They reached the top of the wall and without a sound slew the nearby guards. Inside the keep, Jen still dreamed. This isn't the locker room anymore. This looks like a... Is this Atlantic City? Honey, I can't give you piggyback rides anymore. Too grown up. Yeah, it's kind of weird now. Yeah, I'm gonna put you down. I remember you taking me and Mom here for the summer. Yeah, I thought I'd be nice to go out on a pleasant memory. Why'd we have to start in the locker room? Probably because you blame me somewhat for all that. Not as much as I blame myself. No, that's crazy talk. I should have fought back or put a stop to it sooner. For Christ's sakes, you were a child without anyone to turn to, really. And that last part is my fault. But the fault for what that son of a bitch did to you is his alone. He picked you out because you didn't have anyone. Because that's what predators do. You weren't the first or last for him. That almost makes me feel worse. But that's the truth, and you should know it. Storm's coming in. Do we need to leave? You do. Time for maybe one more question. And before you ask me anything about love or faith, remember, I'm just an unlocked version of your mind. Ask something it's worth hearing from yourself. The morning you left, I pretended I was sleeping when you kissed me goodbye. If I knew I'd never see you again, I would have gotten up, but... You left a tape on my dresser? I know it was the one you used to play for me in the car, but I... I can't remember what that was. Why didn't you listen to it? Couldn't bring myself to. I put it on CD, though, and then on my phone. It was Springsteen. Darkness on the edge of town. I thought maybe it would explain things better than I could. Oh, yeah. You like the last song best. There's whatever little world you grow up in, and then there's the darkness all around. Outside normal, outside supposed to. The point of that song is there's some people who just need to take that step into the darkness. It's scary. That's how you know you need to go there. I love you, sweetheart. I'll always love you. I know. Ooh. Jen's face was drenched with water as she sputtered to consciousness in the freehold infirmary. A medic stood above her, holding a now empty water bucket. We've been infiltrated! Find something to fight with or somewhere to hide! Battle raged in the hallways of freehold. Small pockets of Riverfell's forces held out against the nimble orc scouts. But the orcs, whose fighting skills were honed in the mines of the Black Mountains, were far better in the dark and close quarters. In a particularly narrow hall, Billy and Nelson had each found swords and were fighting back to back with a handful of guards. To their credit, the children's experiences in the Orden had drastically improved their swordsmanship. They were still giving ground, however. Suddenly, a bolt of lightning arced through the air of the hallway and struck down an orc as he was about to swing his axe at Nelson's head. A second bolt of lightning and another orc fell. Jen lowered her outstretched hand and ran to join her friends. Reinforced by and heartened by Jen's magic, 
The men turned the tide of the battle, and in short order that precious yard of hallway was secured from the invaders. The guardsmen cheered. No man the wall, you sorry sons. As the men rushed to their posts, Jen and Billy took a moment to revel in their reunion. I love you. I love you too. I'm glad you're okay, Jen. Thanks, Nelson. Billy. I think I need to see this out. See what I can be. I know. Before charging into the battle, Jen retrieved her iPhone from her handbag. She plugged one end of a wire into the device. The other end she wrapped around her finger. Jen closed her eyes, and the world twisted and shimmered. A glow flowed from her fingertip into the wire and into the device. The device's screen came to life. Jen navigated the device to Dad's tape and selected track 10. As if conjured from the air, the voice of a bard known in Jen's realm as The Boss came from the device and filled the hallway. As this man sang about venturing out into the darkness on the edge of town, Billy and Jen ran to rejoin the battle. While battle raged in Freehold, several miles to the east, Arlene and Gwen had retired to their rented room in Bailey's Inn, exhausted from the evening's work. That was... wondrous. All I did was sing. No. I don't know what you did, but it wasn't just singing. They was... hanging on your every word. Between the two women sat a pile of coins, most of them earned by Arlene's voice. What do we do now? We can do what we want. Very well. When first I laid eyes on you, it hurt me how beautiful you were. You've only become more beautiful since then. And tonight, you look so beautiful, I fear it shall drive me mad. What I want is to kiss you. Would you let me? Slowly, tentatively, Gwen lowered her head to Arlene's, and their lips touched. I love you, Gwen. Every song I'll ever sing will be for you. Gwen moved her face close to Arlene's yet again, but as their lips touched, Arlene pulled their whole bodies close together. you find me beautiful? So beautiful. Did it ever hurt you, that feeling? Every day. Did you ever find relief? Sometimes. Battlements of Freehold, the three children from northeast Pennsylvania stood alone in the conjured darkness. 
Before them stood Traft's hordes, a mass that stretched to the horizon. What do we do about that shit, Nelson? Anybody got a game-breaking superweapon they haven't told us about? Jen lifted her hands in front of her face. Sparks flew between her outstretched fingertips. I'll see what I can do. For additional information and bonus content, access onceandfuturenerd.com on your computer machine. New episodes are released every other Sunday. The Once and Future Nerd is written and created by Zach Glass and Christian Madeira, and directed by Christian Madeira. It is performed by... Rhiannon Angel. Garrett Arman. Dan Dobransky. Lily Draxler. Anya Gibeon. Ian Harkins. All notice. Frank Quares, Julie Reed, Gregory M. Schultz. Special guest appearances by Kimberlyn Avon, Brandon Durden. It is co-executive produced by Jess Kelly. Alex Story is an associate producer. The Once and Future Nerd is recorded by Brian Forbes at the Gallery Recording Studio in Brooklyn, New York, with additional audio engineering by Sam Palumbo. Foley sound design and mixing is done by Sandra Ramirez. It is edited by Josh Perot and Christian Madeira. Theme music is composed by Tom Lee. Additional music by Christopher Montalbo. Thanks for downloading.